0: And welcome to In Search of Tracks Podcast. I'm Pete. And I'm Bob. How are you doing today, Pete? I'm doing good, but I have a question for you, Bob. I'm here. Does this heaven give you migraine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, little column A, little column B. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I can um, relate to that. Yo, no, so uh, yeah.
0: I was gonna say I'm good. I uh, I I actually it's funny because um in my line of work, I basically just talk on the phone all day. Mm, mm. And I took a quick break to eat some food. And now I'm talking to you. And it just kind of feels like I'm on another call. But well, that's like, what we're like doing. a more exciting call,
1: you know. Welcome to a very <laughs> corporate version of In Search of Tracks podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll be we'll be keeping it quite buttoned up now. We're gonna we're gonna take it down. Uh Pete, I have a confession to make. What's up? I have not had a secret snack today or Fuck. this week, I don't think. So Man. no secret snacks. I know.
0: All right so but that begs the question
1: how often do you get secret snacks? Not I mean well I mean what are we qualifying a secret snack?
0: Um so if it, I'm saying if it's if it's just like an actual snack food that's in your house it doesn't count. It doesn't count. No. It it has to be something where you it. there has to be like some sort of shame associated with it (laughs) in my opinion but like but maybe some people just aren't as shameful as i am i think but it has to involve like eating it has to be a meal i think and it has to either be in your car or
1: like in an establishment agree i'm gonna put in another caveat okay uh a friend a friend of uh, a mutual friend um (sighs) has an interest in occasionally, you know, uh, I've, I've accompanied with him and, uh, I, I appreciate the way he, when, when he purchases something, uh, he tells the, the vendor at the till will say to keep things, uh, <laughs> as, as, <clears throat> you know, ambiguous as possible to, uh, discard of the receipt and say, hide the evidence. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love well, that's it. That's amazing. That said, I think it's not like a guarantee but in that like Jeff Foxworthy style yeah might be a secret snack if you throw those bags away before you come in the house yeah
0: yeah absolutely I mean you, you know can I mean? that's like yeah. a
1: pretty good caveat so uh, no I did get um, French colored chocolate French color donuts this morning okay but I didn't hide them there was no secret about it, it was that was that's what I had for breakfast yeah cool so good snack treat not a secret though so yes I agree it's it's sort of like like oh did you run out to get groceries or like some last minute thing but also stopped and ate a <laughs> slice of pizza secret snack yeah <laughs> didn't tell nobody a secret snack particularly um, if it's before dinner or something oh yeah right before so cool yeah um, so no I would say my secret snackings less than once a month okay. maybe, uh, maybe upticks during the summer i'm not sure i'm gonna have to really give some thought on it i'll I'll kind of maybe we start secret snacking charts
0: yeah my summer my summer secret snacks go off the charts i mean i think that i think that this part of the start of this whole conversation was that i got caught having secret ice cream like five times one summer so <laughs> yeah
1: so i think <clears throat> we're in the right place
0: um Yo, real quick, oh, yes. while we're while we're on this topic, I just yes. just reminded of something. So a few weeks ago, I'm late on this, but mm. we got an email from um, Jeremy. Thank you for writing, Jeremy. No, um, no. And he mentioned that. Do you remember when we were talking about sherbert a few weeks ago? Yes. So he wrote us, and he was like, "Yo, why do you guys put an R in
1: sherbert?" You know how you spell sherbert, Bob? I would assume S H E R B E R T. Yeah, it it's sh- not Shebert? It's, it's sherbet. It's no, it's not. That's yeah. not right. No, it hippie. is. No, I'm, 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 disbelieving that. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> Some people do. It's, it's both. Okay. Okay. So here's the funny thing. If you look at the Wikipedia, it has sherbet. S h e r b e t, you know Sherbert. yeah, um, and that's as often referred to as Sherbert in the United States. Okay, so that's that is why because us classless Americans. Um, okay, is it an American thing? Because because Jeremy it's American, wrote us yeah. and was like was like, is this a New England and
0: surrounding nah. areas thing? And I was like, wow, I don't know.
1: No, in Canada, <clears throat> uh, sherbet, and that makes so much sense because I've had friends in different places, kind of say. Oh, yes, I'm having some sherbet, and and I've kind of <laughs> chalked it up to, oh, that's just my ears densely hearing their accent, you know? Right. Um, but uh, but no, it's not. I I had no idea this was an epiphany for me. So. It, oh, look at this. The Smithsonian Magazine. It's sherbet, not sherbert, you dilettantes. Dilettantes, dilettantes yeah. You dilettantes. <laughs> the frozen tr- treat has been mispronounced by generations of Americans how did we miss this in the September 6th, 2016 edition of the Smithsonian magazine? That's a great question. Oh, all right. Well, um, shout out to Jeremy. Change, change
0: the spelling, yeah, yeah. change <laughs> the spelling already. Let's come on. Oh,
1: geez, Pete, you're going to be wearing a, a make sure, but great again <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the direction I'm headed. <laughs> all right. So everybody, uh, we got a good one for you today. I think, um, and, I actually, uh, this is in the teaser part of this podcast, like one and a half minutes before we say what record we're doing, even though you already know, because we like promote it as such, um, this is (laughs) one of the more challenging records, I think, but in this really kind of interesting way to me, um, what do you think?
0: It's definitely challenging. Um, and it's uh, it's it's one that I'm excited to talk about because I'm I'm really curious about your thoughts on this one. Yes, and let's excited get, to kind of talk through mine.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be a really fun part. So, with that <clears> said, <throat> let's get into our conversation on Gang of Four's album Entertainment.
0: So, if you're uninitiated, yes. Gang of Four were a post-punk band, uh, English post-punk band formed in 1986 or sorry 1976 in and, and Leeds um the first single came out in 1978 this was their first album and came out in 1979 yep um what else should people know about Gang of Four bob i mean highly highly influential post punk band
1: highly 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 influential post punk band um in as much as i don't think post punk the sound of post-punk exists as the way it would without them. But at the same time, if you were to listen to this record anytime after like 1985 and someone said, Hey, this is a post-punk record. eh, 85, maybe any point after 1995, when post-punk as a sound had been really codified. Yeah. People might, if you just listen to this with no name attached to it, people might be like, well, I don't know. I don't know. This isn't, is this post punk? It's there. It's built into the DNA because they built the DNA. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, to me, I, I almost lean into the idea of calling this like a, an art punk record or dance punk, but like, it's a very, like there's elements of funk, there's elements of dance music, But there's so much post-punk. But how do you become a post-punk band when you're the first? Well, they're, they're not the first first, but they're one of the first. Um, and I, I just... Uh, yeah, I think it's a really... Okay, so Pete, I think this is a fun question to start with. When did you first hear this record?
0: Um, that's a good question. I think I first heard it probably... Like late high school, okay. but didn't really care that much. Yep. And then I bought it um, when I was in college. So I don't know, 2005, let's say 2004.
1: I, and then I I, I like, I got deeper into it. I listened to it a lot more at that point. I believe I was somebody played it for me when I was 18. It literally <clears throat> might as well have been like a fighter jet flying over my head um because i was like wait what what's this and i don't know you know because um and they played me this record entertainment yeah and it was kind of like uh same person who really pushed stiff little fingers and a few other like late 70s punk acts on me because they're like hey you you actually have a pretty broad taste on punk and hardcore music but you don't you don't know and i was like i don't know i don't really know that stuff like i i I was vaguely familiar with stiff little fingers by that point i i love the buzzcocks you know sure but but gang of four was this like just giant hole in my brain and they played it from him like i don't know uh it didn't click it didn't click right away um i believe it's very it's funny because it's very similar probably about (sighs) I think four years go by, so that's like 99, 2000, 2003 is when I remember I uh, I got a used copy of it on CD um, yeah. at Amoeba in Hollywood, and uh, I was working a warehouse job where I was kind of nascently the manager, but I also ran the entire retail side of this like merchandising operation. Mm-hmm which was kind of fantastic because it meant I oversaw some very independent and very competent folks. So they didn't need much in terms of me like handholding them, nor did 21, 22 year old me have any desire to do that. (laughs) Um, Nor do I really now, but you know, uh, I digress. So I spent most of my day in a warehouse unit by myself Every day, five days a week. And I listened to a lot of music at that point. And so this record, uh, I was doing the thing. And I don't know if you ever did this or had an opportunity, but it was like right on the cusp of iPods. But I didn't sure. have one yet. But I had a CD <clears throat> book. I basically would, every few months, just rotate everything out, put all new stuff in, and just play that. Cycle through and cycle through and cycle through um so this i miss miss those days in a way me too simple simple times my friend yeah exactly uh so so i i would put this on but it was it was always kind of a like it actually made it it stayed in the book for a few rotations because it was always a disc where i was like okay this is kind of my curveball you know i didn't have another cd that kind of fell in this lane you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um there was this and you know there was other stuff from that era that i I could move in and move out but this one stayed in for quite a few rotations um because it is a challenging and odd record even to somebody who is like deep into the genre of punk hardcore post-punk like interest i think it's it's kind of Singular might not be the right word, but it is um, a monolith in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I would cosign that. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's an
1: interesting one for sure.
0: And I think uh, one of the things that I'll get into, I guess I'll just jump into it, mm-hmm. is like what I realized while listening to this that. Much like a lot of the you know genre categories that we've covered, right? Like we covered Grunge, where mm-hmm. there's like the Nirvana that came more from the punk end, and there's the you know Pearl Jam that came more from like the classic rock end, arguably. And then there's like the Stone Temple Pilots, which is like snake charmer music influence, yes. as you would <laughs> say, which I think is hilarious. Um post punk, like it's it's one of those imperfect, all categories are imperfect, but this one is like, there's the darker end of it. There's kind of the dancier end of end of it. There's the more angular end of it. So, and, and what I started thinking about was gang of four, I think kind of defined one kind of string of post-punk. And if I follow that string, I ultimately don't love a lot of what came in its wake. Um,
1: me neither.
0: And that's like, it it, fr- it kind of taints this record in that respect for me, but at the same time, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's like the descendants in the way that mm. I still like the descendants just because I have history with them and, you know, they're really an, an important band for me at a certain point in my life.
1: But, 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 it, mo- but more or less a, a lot of the fruit on the tree is yeah, rotten to you. Yeah,
0: More or less everything that came in their wake is not something I'm interested in. So, it's kind of a similar situation here where I look at the joy divisions and I think to myself mm-hmm. like what came in joy divisions week I actually probably like a lot more like on that side of the spectrum than on this side of the spectrum. Um
1: no question, same same boat. So yeah, so that I, was interesting to me. I agree, though I will <clears> say <throat> this. We just said this like um You know, there's the darker end of post-punk, there's the dancier end of post-punk, there's the more angular and a post-punk. I think you catch a lot of that, all three of those on this record. The darker yeah. side, the least. But you catch that in a few tracks. Sure. But that's really what I felt was like, you know, do the angular, does the angular and danzy stuff overlap? Absolutely. But there's also parts where it feels really desperate, different and like, just kind of pulling apart um, in genre speak as, as it is. And kind of gets more and more further from each other yeah but you hear those elements here and you know it's a lot <clears throat> for people in our audience you know it's it's like it's like going and going well Jimi hendrix and led zeppelin don't sound the same but if you go listen to a few of the prime blues rock kind of influences you can pull elements and go oh yeah oh, okay oh, okay okay and then those things are veering off in different directions based on who takes it and runs, right? Right. Um, and that's the way, and I mean that's very true in a lot of these kind of I used a big example there, but but we're more familiar talking about like micro genre stuff. And it's a super familiar concept to anybody who's into subculture music. Uh is that like, oh, if you listen to negative approach, well then if you listen to, you know, bands five years later they're doing, they're taking some of those elements and then pulling them into different hardcore directions, right? Uh, Gang of Four is that for post-punk. You know, um, I think it's pretty easy to say that um, for good and bad, because, you know, one of the notes I have here is like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll get to it, but, you know, I think the angular side of post-punk owes everything to this record, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think you can point to stuff like Talking Heads, certainly, you know, um, uh, Devo, certainly. But what Gang of Four is doing is so much more in that wave. And there's not, you know, they influence some of the stuff that comes in the, like, I always am fascinated by the distinctions of post-punk and then you go to new wave and and like the differences because they are different, you know, in um, quite sure. different in a lot of ways. But yeah. I like some of the overlap. I don't catch a lot of new wave on this. Like there's no like or, or proto new wave kind of stuff.
0: No, not really. Not really.
1: You know, like I'm sure someone could make an argument. And this, the, if you follow Gang of Four's catalog a bit, you can start to make parallels but i I think they stay firmly rooted in the more angular side of things um
0: i've never listened to any gang of four aside from this album
1: oh okay
0: all right yeah so i i honestly don't even know like what trajectory they took after this
1: (sighs) uh no spoilers i think we should listen to i mean so solid gold comes right after it yeah um songs of the free heart I think we should pick one of these and jump into it because I know solid gold, but I don't know hard and I don't know any of the other ones in that like grill there.
0: I feel like they got more new wavy at a certain point, but I, I, again, I don't know. I just, I think this is based on things I've like read over the years.
1: Mm, And I I actually would like to listen to their peel sessions. I bet that would be actually kind of fun. Um, Okay. Any overarching thoughts besides what we've talked about with this already because i i actually am kind of excited to jump right into this record break it down track by track um yeah. i do have one question for you but i want to give you a chance before i do
0: no yeah i think i the only other thing i want to say is when i not not the first time i heard it because I think you and I are similar. The first time I heard it, I just didn't care that much. Um, but when I actually kind of bought into it, I think the thing that grabbed me more than anything. And I think the thing that sets them apart a little bit from the, the post-punk peers of the time is they were kind of, uh, intentionally political, right? Um, like I, I think some of them maybe were kind of not devout, but like, a lot of Marxism references, a lot of situationist references,
1: um, big on situationalism.
0: Yeah. So like that's, uh, that was something that drew drew me in as a college student, which I think (laughs) makes like perfect sense. Right. And, uh, and now listening back to it, I was like, this doesn't quite resonate as much with me, but, um, it certainly did at the time. So I thought that was interesting.
1: You know, honestly, um, when I was listening to it, I was a, a warehouse worker, you know, throwing boxes around and shit. Um, but that always brought me in in terms of... So so let me get my question and then I'll go backwards. Sure. Is this... So say that you were play, going to play this for someone who had never heard it. Would yeah. you describe this as a purely enjoyable listen? no i don't think i would either now definitely
0: not i think it would sound really really noisy
1: to a lot of people i think to a lot of people it would be challenging i use that word early and and i want to say this like can can i get a like heart emoji challenging because that's that's how i (laughs) feel about this record in a weird way because it's intentionally challenging um and you can feel that. You can feel that from first track, and I feel like you feel that in the artwork. You feel that in the songs. You feel that in the sequencing of this record, um, and certainly the content. You know, I think there's a lot of that kind of um, intentional. Like, hey, we're gonna kind of go in on some topics here, and th- like to me. Art punk is a weird thing to say, right? But mm-hmm. but I I find myself going there because this feels just as much as like a statement and art project and kind of, you know, playful science experiment with music and then the content therein outside of being a record that's like, "Hey, throw this on just, you know, a seals and rock targets off <laughs> here, throw on gang of four entertainment. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, you throw in the name entertainment. And I think that kind of like hits pretty good. Yeah. So, um,
0: it's very obviously tongue in cheek. Yes. yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think it's cool. Like all of that because it's, it, it makes me really think about like, what is post-punk? Like post-punk is very like definitionally it is what came after punk, but like why is it even related to punk because it's right. really just like this spiritual thing because to 100%. me it's like like compare them to the Sex Pistols it's like well they looked at the Sex Pistols and said all right we definitely want to play our instruments better than that and yep. they looked at the se- and they looked at the Sex Pistols singing like anarchy in the UK and they're like all right well we definitely want to like actually critique the system in a more academic way mm-hmm. you know And then they looked at all that. So really the only relationship there to me is like, we're unhappy with the system and we want to like sing about it or write music about it or make art about it or whatever it is. And so it's just really this like spiritual connection. But aside from that, like there's, there's not much, you know, they wanted to do everything more or less differently from punk in a lot of ways.
1: Right. And, and it's really funny because like entertainment comes out in 78 Mm-hmm. right and you you go through that and it's like um yo how many punk records do you like that came out before december 1978 <laughs> you know what i mean and, yeah. and it's like we use this term but it's like okay well, well you know uh, the sex pistols album comes out in 77 uh you look at some of the early cb stuff and, and you you go with that you know and all of a sudden we're talking about you know like <laughs> mclaren and what have you and television and whatever, whatever. Musically, this is much closer to that than stuff that people would go, oh, post punk and what, you know, what people would think like this fast, raging, like bleh, music, right? It's like, no, no, no. This is like, I-, I liked what you said of of making art uh, to talk about this, like um, underpinnings of system and what have you. Um, and really, it was like, hey, we're lacking good labels for music that's created um, with an intent beyond like snap your fingers diddy. Right. Um, Right. And I think there was a lot of desire for, for that kind of identification. And, you know, like, yes, uh, Gang of Four is a post-punk band that is, uh, that predates most punk bands I like. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) True. True. uh, So, yeah, no, and, and, um, you know, we talked about the Wire album, Pink Flag, a while back. Yep. And I noted that that record ends up being this, like, gateway out of punk music, partially, like, in a weird, odd place. And, you know, I, I can't even fully explain why, but, you know, it, it ends up being one of these, like, oh, I'm, well, you know, I, I don't like... um uh angry breakdowns anymore. I'm I'm looking for something a little more and and mm-hmm. really my argument was wait, I think the pink flag should be a starter kit record for a a punk kid. I don't feel the same about Gang of Four entertainment. I don't think that it I think if you give this to any 15-year-old across the country um they might be baffled. Now, shout out to the music savants who could find a lot of a lot to take from this. But what you said in terms of like, hey, this is a great uh, college discovery record, yeah, really resonates with me. I think it's almost like a, hey, this one's going to, this one's going to take a little while to, to, uh, to fit to form, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's it's that stiff pair of jeans, so you're gonna to need to wear it in, um, and it just it, it's. A l- I wouldn't put this in starter punk for a starter kit for a punk music uh, interest. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't think I would either. I, I mean, I think like I'm thinking about, you mentioned Wire. I'm thinking, I think it was a Colin Newman quote that I read at the time we were doing that episode where he was like, yeah, we were considered punk, but we were only called punk because there was no other name for what we were doing at the time so it's it's it kind of falls into that category for me so
1: oh this is a recurring theme for some stuff we're doing coming up in terms of these these records and bands that sort of slip between labels and genres and i think that that plays a part and i mean gang of four as a you know they're notably a post-punk band but their sound goes way beyond what we all know as post-punk so for sure all right let's let's dive in and go track by track on gang of four Entertainment. Here we go. First song, Ether. have been your starting track if you were the one sequencing this album? I don't think so. Me neither. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's this one. So since I'm really familiar with this record, although I hadn't revisited it in a long time, um, I, I, like it feels right to me only because I'm so used to it. But were I to go back, yeah, like like if I had the power, I would certainly yeah, the reorder producer. things. Yeah, 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 so,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My my me either comes with a really big but. <laughs> it sets the tone um, yeah. for what they were doing, which like, hey, this is not going to be an easy listen. Um, you drop the turntable, the, the the needle on this on your turntable. It's discordant. It's a little bit offbeat. It's a really odd sounding song you get hints of this angular rhythm that kind of, it almost feels like free jazz coming together, <laughs> even <laughs> though it's not, there's no looseness and it, it's very tight. Yeah. Um, but you can't tell if it's tight in a precision way or it's tight and just like, Hey, this is just the way this sounds. Um, And I think it's a little of both, but yeah, this is a very odd opener and I think it's a, big barrier to entry for a lot of people. Um, but I think that was intentional.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a test of some sorts. Um, particularly given the album's name entertainment, you know, um, I think, yeah, I mean, I actually like the dissonance a lot in this one. Um, and it's, it's kind of juxtaposed with like this bass riff that I actually think is really catchy and kind of gets stuck in my head a lot of the time. um, so there's a lot here, you know, like there, there are things for you to grab onto, but then there's also things that might be a little off putting, you know, it does feel like it could fall apart, but it's mm-hmm. really tightly held together at the same time. It's, it's an interesting track and it does give you a sense of
1: what's to come and kind of what's on the album and what the vibe is.
0: Even so though, when I, that,
1: even though I can't find, I can't pinpoint any other song that has this kind of energy, you know? Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the more challenging opener yeah. that they could have gone with for sure. Um Natural's so. not in it. So still super angular. Oh yeah. Um it's songs this song feels like it could fall apart at certain times, but then it has it also has this really strong rhythm that's oh. kind of counteracting that. Um this one is good. This is the one that I referenced the the line in the in the beginning. If 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 you're Oh yes. Not With a fan. Grain? Yes. Um, this heaven gives me me grain. Um, <laughs> it's a cool song overall. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I found myself
1: kind of thinking like, okay, here's the jump in. This is the, you know, here's, here's, here's what you can come to expect on this record. Um, I think it's a good song. Far from my favorite. I think it's um, angular Again, it does feel a little bit spun tightly, but unwinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I think you start to catch some of who Gang of Four is on this record right here. So
0: for sure, yeah, I do I do think this is like the the actual kind of entry to the record. Mm-hmm. Um, um, definitely more listenable, and I think that this one too is where you start really getting those hints of their politics.
1: Yes
0: um, strong Marxist vibes here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some, some real, uh, commodification commentary, as we would say. Yeah. Um, next track, which I, I think is, uh, where this record starts to like, this is the, uh, this is the tween song on the record. It's like, oh, you're coming to maturity. Uh, (laughs) not great men. Um,
0: I think this one has the most groove of any of the songs. Um, Maybe on the record, but yeah. So,
1: so every time there's a hipster with no rhythm, <laughs> off time, kind of like undulating, yeah, they owe their soul to the song. <laughs> they should have to like sign over their, their. This is like an MLM where you have to like give weird collateral because it's like, yo, if you don't know, like, like if you don't know this is where it came from, you can't go do a weird thing at a Franz Ferdinand show, like period, end of story. True. Um, and it like really clicks to me like, oh, they're not writing some like, hey, let's, let's, let's rise up the charts. This is a odd, dancy, little funky counterculture art record.
0: Yeah. It's definitely an art record. I mean, it like it it's that's where, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in a little bit. This, I mean, this is where it this record is so angular. And at a certain point, I mean, we're on the third song, you're already getting a sense of like, okay, I I kind of know what this is now. Um you're not gonna get too many surprises from here until the end of the record, mm. based on what you've heard. Um and it just there's like no uh, there's a lot of life to it and there's a lot of passion to it and there's a lot of, um, you know, focus to it, but it feels really cold in a lot of senses. Like, like it feels like you're just in like, like a, like a men's club philosophy class or <laughs> yes, something yes. where it's like, there's just like, there's this certain, I don't know. There's this certain, I don't want to say male energy because I don't think it's like that entirely But it's like, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's just, it's, it's very, the convictions are there and there's just like, there's funk, but there's no soul. Yes. (laughs) You know? Um, and that part is something that to me, like, didn't hit me as positively as it may have 20 years ago, where like at this point. It felt to me like these guys read a lot of books, and they practiced a lot, but they hadn't necessarily lived a lot of life.
1: Yeah, like look, the guys from <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire are definitely better dancers and more fun at the party <laughs> For than sure. a party. For sure, no question. Like, yeah. like, it's just not a—it's not even like an argument. Like,
0: definitely not an um, argument there. Yeah,
1: and and it's something I found myself thinking about as listening to this record was that there are some pretty interesting rhythms here but and i'm going to cycle back to this word challenging you have to look for them and it's on the listener to find them and sometimes with music that's such a like interesting part because you could you kind of should be coming to it in this natural way as opposed to an you know what we're, what we do often here which is this kind of academic activity where we're like listening and picking it apart and thinking about and blah 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 and there's that's not a bad way to enjoy something either like it's actually pretty cool it's it's a fun journey and i hope people do it with us that said (sighs) there's an exercise in looking for rhythms that doesn't come when you listen to i mean I won't use just the the obvious big ones, but like most soul and funk of the 70s. It's there or it's not. You know, it's the same thing as when you listen to like reggae or dub. There's an infectious nature to the rhythm that you just catch. Mm -hmm. And it's with you and it's not, you don't have to work to find it. Whereas you have to work to find it on this record. And I'm not saying it's not rewarding, it's just that you have to work to find it.
0: Yeah which i think is good i mean that's like a fun exercise for a lot of you know with music and art in particular
1: yes and and that's okay so that's part of appreciation and uh larger conversation at some point is my ideas of how criticism and um like in the modern times the uh oh what is what is it um Criticism and advocacy should almost flip roles. Um, But they're intrinsically connected if you want to have an authentic voice, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you just say good things about the things you like, well, okay, good. But do you only talk about the things you like? Well, okay. Maybe we need a little more of that energy in the world is just talking about things you like. But if you don't talk about the things you don't like about something, you can be an inauthentic author. And sure. that kind of undermines what people can consider when when hearing your opinion. And you know, that's what this all boils down to is opinions and thoughts. And I, I it's one of the parts I really like about doing these things. Because yo, know, you could hear us and go, you guys are raving mad. What are you talking about? This is <laughs> totally the rhythms. It's right there. It's right there. You know, um, but uh, but I don't think it is. And so it's it's this idea of pulling this stuff apart, and the activity is fun, but it might not be for everyone. Absolutely, uh, and that's true. You, you said it with art. It's it's hundred percent. It's true in all forms. So uh, the next song. Which I think maybe the most popular Gang of Four song. I, I think know. it has to be. Yeah. I, I mean, this is their first
0: single too. The damage. Shook this song i like this is like my my favorite version of uh gang of four is it's still angular like you can tell the guitar player is working his ass off you know but but it's it's it you know the rhythm section is totally in sync there's kind of there's a more i guess traditional beat where it's not as angular
1: yeah i i called Um, it a throbbing beat yeah it's like (laughs) it's not totally pulsating but it's throbbing yeah it's got a little bit like a sped up pulse
0: yeah, but it still like swings a little bit. Like yeah. there's a little bit of soul there. Yep. Um and I mean just a lot of energy. Um and then, you know, the the lyrics are good. There's a super catchy, you know, chorus on it. Um Your kiss so sweet, your sweat so sour. Like yeah, I mean I think this is a great track. Uh,
1: complete agree. This is this is the track to hear. This is there's three songs on this record that I would give to people. As a hey, uh, you're making first contact with this alien being that is Gang of Four Entertainment. Try these first. Yeah. If, uh, if these please you, <laughs> proceed with caution. Um, I said very similar uh, this raw, weird, rugged en- energy, um, throbbing beat. And I thought there was something to the guitars that it's not driving, but in that way of keeping the angular nature, it's pushing. Yeah. So, you know, when you're pushing, there's a return, right? You push, and then you let off, and you push, and you let off, and you push, and you let off, and I feel that throughout the song. I think it's, um, you know, it's template almost. It, it builds a lot of different interesting ideas for post-punk from here, and I think the song's awesome.
0: No, I think that's the template is a is a good descriptor here too because like I'm thinking even of just the production the way you were talking about the guitar and the versus the rhythm section. Yes. The guitar is so thin. I mean it's it's so thin on the whole record, but it's still so active and it plays such an active part in it. Um, but you always have the drum and bass kind of like holding it down. Yep. Because the guitar is all over the place, but it's it's not emphasized the way that it typically is in rock music. So yeah, it's it's interesting.
1: A, a really interesting. I think that's one of the best parts is the interesting choices on emphasis. The guitar is um, it's featured in parts, but not throughout. You know what I mean? Like it it has to compete for time and, and spotlight. Yeah, which is unique. And I think if anything. The bass and drums get a lot more shine naturally through this through the music. Yeah, most tracks, early stuff like at Ether, the the bass might as well not exist. To be honest, (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) All right, uh, return the gift.
0: Um, so this one is cool. It sounds a lot like a little band called Devo. I think, uh huh. Um, which is interesting because I. believe their first record came out the same year if not Um, very
1: close yes yeah
0: i think it's the same i think it's 78 but but yeah i mean it's it's uh it's a cool song and it's you can tell that like particularly given the other bands you know existing around that time there was there was something in the water there was something happening Mm -hmm. um this song in particular um i like the chorus a lot the verse is kind of this robotic kind of feel um which is cool. It's it's not one of my favorites on the record, but
1: I I think it's cool overall. Yeah, I I, I looked oh. at this as kind of like a this would be a solid B side to Damage Goods. It doesn't sure. go nearly as hard or have nearly as much going for it as Damage Goods, but it keeps it moving. It's it's not not to say it's blasé, but it's it's one of the more um, understated tracks on the record, if if I have to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, it is understated. Yeah. I, and I think the other thing, the other note I had here is the lyrics. Like I do think, and I, I, I guess I'm th- going to talk about the lyrics a lot on this episode only because Please. I think that they like, m- they would want that to be the case. Most likely. Um, This one to me just feels like a little dialed in mm. just in the term, just in the way that like, you can tell that they're reading books, and the lyrics are informed by them reading books and not necessarily them like actually having jobs. Oh,
1: yeah, lived experience, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, you know?
0: sure. And that's 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 where I I don't know that that's a fact. It just it feels it feels very college to me in that respect. I
1: mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I think you're describing a typical college experience. Yeah, and yeah. the weird, so, yeah, this exactly. weird sensation of not being in high school. Um, but still, be like the the entry to adulthood being this weird, like in between period where you're likely either have some more independence or full independence from from parents, mm-hmm. uh, but you're not necessarily in the adult world. But you're basically being trained on the adult world um, and have certain expectations. But um, this record kind of fits that place oddly well. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I mean, I think that in that respect, like, I mean, you already kind of said it early on, but there's a reason that it resonated with us in our 20s. Yeah. And there's probably a reason that it's resonating with us a little less in our
1: 30s. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, and I mean, I'll say this. I, I, I connected, never connected with these lyrics. I think they're kind of distant, but I... They're super distant. I mean it's like it's like you're reading like like an
0: actual like yeah. you know, like an act, academic text in a lot of ways. But
1: they were <clears throat> I found them there was at least kind of that inkling and, and some of this is what is, is certainly on the audience too, so so as as said, you know, our age plays in. But there's some evocative nature to what they're doing, but it does come off as bookish and away. So yeah. um, it's evocative, but it's like oh you're trying to, to get me to read that book and have that f- perspective. But, you know, <laughs> it's like it's, it's secondhand from you. It's secondhand from the voice as opposed to like, hey, you know, like I, I lived this experience and now I'm sharing it with you and you're connecting to this thing. Um, and that's it's always kind of fun to think about those differences. Um, sure. Guns before butter. This is one of the few that I could just totally cut. Oh, really? See, I enjoy yeah. this one. I, um, there's a few memorable lines. The all this talk of blood and iron, I actually like that as kind of, you know, the refrain. Um, fully formed angular sound on this song. Fully, formed. I think,
0: I think that's it. Like, it's a little too angular for me. Yeah. Without the payoff.
1: Oh, man, we're going to talk about payoff a lot tonight. <laughs> um, no, I, don't totally disagree, but I, I like some of it. I think it's some of the the riffing is me- is memorable. I think some of what they're doing guitar-wise is memorable. Um, but yeah. Not much to else. This is this is the one part is I think this record it clocks in at just under 40 minutes and I start to feel it right around here. Yeah. Um next song,
0: I heard I found this essence rare.
1: Okay, this um, one experimental percussion um and I f- was thinking about it, I'm like oh they're doing different ways to focus in and out on the sound. Mm-hmm. Same thing uh song drags a bit. But I found this one lyrically to be the one that like is blurring the lines of societal commentary, yeah, and entertainment and like hey, you're you're this is still supposed to be a song, right? Like, (laughs) uh, and I felt it hard on this one. I, uh, it's okay.
0: Oh, see, that's interesting. I, I I feel like this is like a perfect gang of four song. And I think it's one of the best on the album. Um, I think and and the lyrics for me, I enjoy more because it, it doesn't feel as academic. It feels kind of more poetic and more like, it's all social commentary but this one i feel like it it you get it there's there's more spirit to it um for me
1: yeah i'm trying to think this one there was a little bit of kind of we talked about um storyteller yeah um stuff and i think you get a little bit more here in that that kind of work which feels more familiar and i i didn't dislike it but it also felt a little more on the nose, like the dressed in a bikini. She doesn't think so, but she's dressed for the H bomb. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, I think that's a good line. I like. It, that. It's a good line. <laughs> it's just like you were saying on the previous track, two on the nose, yeah. angular, two on the nose with the commentary, folks. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I get
0: it. I mean, it's it, that, but that's see, that's kind of the thing. It's like if you choose to be a heavy-handed band, y- yeah it's just it's 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 there and sometimes you're going to do it better than other times but but overall the thing is always going to be heavy-handed right so yeah i don't know um, but i look but i like this one
1: okay let's go to glass
0: really like the lyrics on this one me too Um, i like the dancey kind of breakdown in the middle yes Um, so overall i like i I like this one a good amount
1: yeah it's 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 a touch off kilter still the 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 dancey breakdown helps uh, a little bit more jangled in the guitar still um in that stunted way uh at the end there's this like not fully formed we can call it half-baked melody that's just kind of hinted at they like sniff around it the last like 15 20 seconds i was like oh my ears perked up and i was really i really like that part so i I like this song but it you know to go to a recurring theme it felt like leave it in the oven for another 15 minutes at 375 (laughs) guys we were right there we were right there (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean i i like the the i'm so restless on board as a cat yes i think that's cool
1: great and, and, like in that lyrical contrast to some of the rest <laughs> of the record that's this kind of like very knowable tangible thing right like i'm so restless on bored as a cat like everybody knows what that means and looks like and feels like right like most people on this world have experienced a cat if you have, you know what that's like. <laughs>
0: All right, next song,
1: contract. Um it's quicker, it grabs me more than the the last two tracks. Um I actually really like the stops and those kind of like gaps. Uh-huh. It adds to the tension of it. Um It's one of my favorite songs on the record.
0: Okay. Cool. Um I there's a lot of do like about this song i mean the there's again there's kind of that devo-ish kind of robotic feel um on parts of it i really like there's and there's there's just more dissonance i think overall on this song than a lot of the songs and i like that about it um but then there's like this dancey verse so it's this cool juxtaposition um yeah overall i like this one
1: yes um and let's go to the next song At home he's a tourist. So to me this one's it's got like a a really steady repetition this like almost standing beat. Um, It makes the couple of flourishes throughout really interesting to me for some reason. I think it overstays its welcome a little bit and I haven't said this but I felt it a few times through this record. Um, This song's 333. Mm Mm-hmm. They cut about thirty seconds of it. It might have, I might have appreciated it more, because when the song starts to unravel a bit towards the end, I, it it's like,
0: it's, yeah, um,
1: like what we, what are we even doing here? Um, but otherwise, <laughs> I, again, a, a song I really like. I actually think there's this last little section that that picked up business, picked up, and I, I like this song quite a bit
0: yeah yeah overall i like this one I, th- I this one made me realize as i was listening to it just how great they are which seems obvious but just how great they are at fitting transitioning from parts that feel like they have no place fitting together together
1: you know oh, yeah. Um, yeah
0: which which is kind of like this magical post-punk thing that they really excel at um but they're so good at it and like this this song is uh an example, an, an example of that. Agree with that. Um, the two steps forward part at the end, I think, is great. Um, the lyrics are again a little bit heavy handed, but they they get the point across. So, I mean, cool song overall. It's just this. This is at
1: this point in the record, I'm definitely feeling a little bit of the wear. Yeah, I can feel that. Five forty five. The next track. This one pulled me out though. Like, I I was feeling the wear. I said I kind of like it. I think there was a little midsection there that I was less pulled in by, but it it picked up. And this one, I felt like there was much more fully formed melodies than on much of the record. Yep. Uh, The form is kind of truncated in the challenging way, like, as I've said. Um, And I I just really thought it was solid. Like, I I thought they kind of did something, again, a little on the long side, but I enjoyed this one. And this was maybe one of the more accessible tracks on the record.
0: This might be my favorite song on the record. Ah, Yes.
1: See, this is one of my three. Good job.
0: I love the chorus on this. Um, Yes. And, and yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's a good entry point, which maybe it, to me, it always, when I was thinking about my kind of feelings on the record, it's like, I think I just don't like the angular elements of this as much. I think if they had had kind of more kind of straightforward, less kind of herky-jerky
1: mm-hmm. parts, yeah. I would be more in on it. Um, so the herky-jerky parts I think are challenging to a listener full stop. Yeah. But I think they're also challenging to like the form of these songs. Uh-huh. I think they actually excel in certain parts. I, I mean, that's what I was saying about song um, contract. I think they excel at doing some unique transitions and and being playful but they don't exercise that as much and instead replace it with these kind of stunted changes and use those herky-jerk angular parts that don't always work. 545 is is one of the least. This is more, of, I don't want to say traditional form, but it's, it's certainly the most, as I said, I think this is the one you give to someone who's never heard of them, who's coming from a point of I don't I'm not interested in challenging music I just want to hear something good I'd, I'd give them this track for sure alright great song yeah and uh Anthrax right? love like love Anthrax love like Anthrax I don't want
2: to catch
1: the closer and you're big on closers i'm big on closers uh i have a hypothesis on this my guess is you don't think this is a good closer
0: um i don't like this song that much but I, I feel like it's a maybe a fine closer. I mean, it's 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 just as difficult as the entry point. Well, uh, you know? that so was, so, was going to so, be so, my hypothesis. So in, I, in in that in that respect, I think that there's a theme here. Yes, um, exactly. You know, is is it my favorite song that like I'm going to go back to as a closer? No, not at all. No. Um, nor nor is it a particularly big closer, and I'm I'm particularly big on big closers. Oh. Um, although I I love the line, I feel like a beetle on its back, and there's no way for me to get up because to me it kind of encapsulates just the whole feel of the like existential crisis that is this record.
1: Yes. You know, that's, you know? that's where they're so like, uh, what's the guy's name? John King. Like that's where he excels is these weird visual, like, like visualizations where it's like a beetle on his back, bored like a cat. Like those are things <laughs> you can feel and are like really tangible and, and palpable. for sure. So anyways, yeah. um, odd energy for a closer i'll say that um
0: i mean it opens with like a minute and a half of dissonance static
1: yeah wait wasted time on a 39 (laughs) minute record um i actually like the texture of the actual song fair amount and i think if you cut some of that dissonance if you made this the opener i think it would fit just as well as it did as the closer maybe even better interesting Um, which is a weird thing to say about a closing track. I think that matters. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not on. Um, if I was being severe, I could cut this record. It's a 12 song record. I could cut. I could cut five, four easily, five or six if I needed. Uh-huh. Um, I think you start to lose a little something once you get to six, but anthrax is definitely in a cut pile
0: yeah i mean overall yeah it would be in the cut pile for me i think like thematically it it works for what it, i think they were trying to do will, here and that's that's the part but, yeah is
1: that, like when we talk about keeper cut this record's so intentionally challenging yeah we're, yeah we're not going to do that because like that's part of the it's intent tough. here so yeah, exactly it kind of fucks up the whole thing yeah so new rating system. New rating system. So uh, let's go through this. Um, uh, the first thing, and, and this is so this is for everybody who is checking this out. Maybe this is your first episode. We go through some factors that come in, and we give it a rating, our own personal rating. Um, we recently changed this up. This is the first episode we're recording. Where we're using it, so bear with us, and hopefully you enjoy. Um, Pete, the holistic quality, like just the overall quality of this record, and you give this a score out of 20. Out of 20. So, he, I mean, here's I, the I'll, thing. I can give my score first, but yeah. Go, okay. Yeah, no, go in. I get a 15 I, out of 20. Um, okay. I think it was it's strong. It's good. There's re-listen value. Uh, there's something there. There's it's certainly not something that I'd be like, I'm never going to listen to this again. And it's certainly something I would encourage someone to listen to. And if they told me, Hey, I just heard this record, I'd have questions. So on a holistic yeah. level, I gave this a 15 out of 20.
0: That is exactly what I was going to give it. And the reasons are somewhat similar. I mean, I, I, I'd be lying if I was, if I said I would be going back to this record a lot. I don't think I will. At the same time, if it's on, I'm not going to turn it off. Um, it would be interesting to talk to people about it. You know, if I'm at a barbecue and someone 100% like, Hey, I just saw gang of four. I'd be like, wow, tell me about it. You know? Um, so, which I know that they're doing. I think a tour just now with, uh, maybe the original lineup or at least like an early version of the lineup.
1: Kind of sick. Yeah.
0: Um, pretty cool. Yeah. So like really interesting band. I'm actually, I am somewhat curious now how they aged, like what they did later. Mm -hmm. Um, lyrically musically everything so and i also just like you know you can't deny kind of the importance of this record no, and, no, um, no. it obviously was super impactful so which And i we'll think get? there's a reason for that yeah like it, it it's it's really intentionally put together it's mm-hmm. like this fully
1: formed piece so yeah overall 15 okay um the highs so this is out of 10 the highs the highs the good the best of the best for me it's a seven out of ten largely on the strength of damaged goods just a great song as i mentioned i really like the song contract i really like the song at home he's a tourist and i really like the song 545 those are the highs and i gave it a seven out of ten
0: cool i'm gonna give it an eight actually Um, oh wow i think i think the highs are super high yeah um uh, like I, I have to think back too to like when i first heard it and like some of this stuff really blew my mind so yeah um and it uh, you know it's it's an important record for a lot of people for for good reasons so yeah i'm going to give it an 8
1: now the lows and and this one it's the bad songs the songs that don't stick to your bones yeah. how much of it yeah. is there the h- lower the score the more lows I gave this a three out of 10, which is pretty low. Yeah. It's not for the tracks per se. Okay. Like, there's no one, like, oh, this song kills me. But some of the choices and how it really is a challenging listen. Like, I don't think you put this on on a sunny day just going for a cruise. Yeah. If you're on a road trip, this has to be a carefully curated selection in the playlist. Same thing for working (laughs) in a warehouse. I couldn't just throw this on to get my morning started. It kind of had to fit in like a Tetris piece. So I'm going to give it a three out of ten. Okay. I'm going
0: to give it a four. Okay. Um, And really just because... there are certain songs that I just don't love all that much, but I, I, I still think that even the songs that I don't like, I'm sure that those songs are certain people's favorite songs. Um, because I think that they are, they're all of a high ish quality more or less. So, um, I'm going to give it a four.
1: Excellent. Um, competency and how it stands out among its peers okay uh out of 10 and this one to me i gave a 9 out of 10 i think they're highly competent um are they the best players of music nah probably not but like these recordings are defining uh i think it's really good and as far as peers i don't think you can have a conversation about post-punk without talking about gang four
0: yeah yeah i mean i think that they Stand right there with, with their peers at the time. So,
1: yeah, I'm going to go with you. Nine out of ten. Okay. Me too. Uh, going through the next ones. Drag factor. How much does this record drag? Doesn't drag at all. You'd give it a ten out of ten. Is the slowest, longest slog of your life? You give it a one out of ten or a zero. I give this a five. It's a challenging listen. You have to be in for the ride. I enjoy it. You have to find the rhythms. I enjoyed it. Mm. But it drags it's not it's not a breezy 40 minutes we've we've had records where we're like oh this is only 35 minutes wow it goes really quick i don't know that i'd say this record goes really quick uh i give it a five out of ten okay i i
0: i'm gonna end up liking this record more than you i think somehow um i i'm gonna give it a seven okay Um, good i do there are moments where it drags for me but uh it's really only certain parts of certain songs because when I really think about it, every time I throw it on, it's, it's kind of over fairly quickly for me. So, you know, minus like you clip 30 seconds, 40 seconds off of like three songs. And I, I feel like it, it really breezes by
1: those 30 seconds of stuff. Are rough. Really, they yeah, can be rough. Yeah. gets me. I feel you. Um, Flow. flow. How well does the record flow out of ten?
0: I mean, I think that this. Here's the thing: the record is intentionally meant to be difficult, as we talked about, right? So, like, correct. The idea, the idea of flow is 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 a weird I know. one
1: here. I, I'm I'm giving it straight. I'm giving it a six out of ten, which is basically like the flow isn't there in the way that I would want it traditionally. But I'm yeah. giving it an an extra couple points because it's intentionally so, and it's an angular record. It's yep. not the flow kind of becomes something else, but they hint, they hint on this record of competency in that department because I think contract into at homies a tours into five forty five has a flow.
0: I mean, I I honestly think the record flows in the in the way that they probably intended for it to flow. Probably, it's just yeah. it's 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 just it's it's again it's intentionally difficult. So I'm going to give it a seven. Oh,
1: look at you. Okay. Uh, aesthetic, the way the record looks, the layout, everything about it. Uh, to me, Pete, this is an easy. This is a 10 out of 10. I think it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I love that cover art. L- l- love capital L. Um, if you're not familiar, you should look at it. Um, it's, it's just great. It's striking. Yeah, it's striking, it's bold. The color choices are awesome. Um... The the it's a photo of a Native American and a cowboy shaking hands. Um, it says the you know uh, what does the text say? I don't. It's not big enough in this image for me to read it. But I think it's actually kind of important because um, it's commentary. It, you know,
0: it definitely gives you a feel that like yeah they're not they're not screwing
1: around on on the messages here. No, and and, and like that of the time. It's it's you know this is not some easy thing um, even in in the moment it's like you know what 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 is what is this even saying you know like um, so it says "Mm -hmm. the Indian smiles he thinks that the cowboy is his friend the cowboy smiles he is glad the Indian is fooled now he can exploit him (laughs) yo I remember the first time I saw that I was like damn man (laughs) you know like that's some real shit. So, um, 10 out of 10. I just love it. I think it's great. Back cover's great too. Um, yeah,
0: back cover, I think,
1: particularly looks good. Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. The back cover of the, the great thing. Back cover of this record is better than the front cover of most records. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 for aesthetic. Oh, I give it a 10. All right. Uh, impact, influence out of 10, 10 out of 10.
0: 10. Yeah. yeah. Undeniable. In, Real quick, can you draw a line from Gang of Four to Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh,
1: yes, I can. (laughs) Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Wow. Not quite a direct line, but pretty close. What about there's, you can buy a Gang of Four entertainment shirt on walmart.com. Fuck, man. That's so dark. (laughs) That's so fucking dark. Um, Yeah the intangibles, etc. So this goes into like, this is a little bit of wiggle room where how you feel about it, how like all these things, the, your overall personal experience. So, so some things that factored into my score. One, while I was listening to this record, my eight year old was dancing to it. Two. Okay. Uh, that says a lot. says a lot. And, and never heard it before. I don't, to my knowledge, unless he's secretly listened to gang of four uh, in <laughs> his room. Uh, two. Two it's intentionally challenging. And so some of those areas where I gave it straight ratings, I nudged it up here because I think it's part of the experience and I enjoyed it. And I think it's really cool. Um, three, it's a cool record. It's cool. Um, there's elements of it where I'm like, man, it's got no soul. It's, it's these guys wouldn't be fun to hang out with at a party. Uh, let me uh, roadie. Let me sling shirts for earth, wind and fire over these dudes. <laughs> that said i give this an eight out of ten on the intangibles
0: okay yeah intangibles i think i'm gonna give it a six on the intangibles oh please explain i i mean it's just it's i kind of know why they are good and why they're important i i don't i don't feel like there's like something cosmic about them mm. um it's just that they were i think they were better at their instruments and i think they were smarter intellectually than a lot of their peers and were just able to and and had a better aesthetic sense so as a result they were just able to make a better product oh that's interesting um, yeah I, d- I but i don't know that there's like this like cosmic thing happening here i feel like it's just they just they they performed very well
1: no you're not wrong there that's that's it's a good way to say it. i think there's more magic around This record and the idea of it and the concept of Uh it—it's like concept albums, you know. Like sometimes, like a perfect concept album is where the concept is well formed, it gels with the music, and by the way, the music is excellent. A half-baked and a half-baked concept album can be one of two things: the concept is neat and interesting, but the music sucks, or. The concept is crap and doesn't really make sense, but the music's pretty good, so who cares? Um, yeah. This, it's almost like all the surrounding ephemera really hit, and they hit it on a few points on this record, but not all. So uh, I'm sticking with my eight. Um, cool. Well, my total Pete, came out to 73. All right. We're 7, close, 7. minus 75. Yeah, so see see how that exercise got us closer? Because because if we were doing our five star, it, I guess I would have given it like a three. That would be like a 3.5, I guess, which feels kind of like mm, not exactly saying what I want to say about it. But a 7.3 or a 73 out of 100, I feel good about that. Yeah. I think I that's I- actually an accurate representation of how I feel about this record.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, listen. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll give it to you, and I'll give it to the listeners that didn't like the five stars. Oh,
1: yo, it's not even. I didn't like it. I just wanted to get more
0: granular. (laughs) No, no, no. I. I mean, I'm. I'm half joking, but like, but I. I. I realize it's. I mean, five stars is tough, man, because three sound we mentioned, but like three sounds so harsh, and I. I know. Whenever I give a record of three, I really never meant it like that. But you're right. Like, seven point five. It honestly, seven point five almost feels more positive than i feel about this record sometimes but like i'm i'm with it because i think it's a really important record and i think it's like fan- a fantastic version of what it is yeah um
1: so yeah so i'm with it all right uh, so everybody uh thank you for joining us uh follow us on social media at tracks pod on twitter and instagram and you should send us those awesome emails we've been getting a bunch thank you thank you thank you send those emails too. TraxPod at gmail.com and if you wanna correct us on how
0: we pronounce things I love those emails so please keep them coming. Sherbert sure, <laughs> eating, eating all my food, goodbye
2: the, the, egg, which looks like all the on the television.